Okay, so we're just going to like immediately pick up from where we left off. And that is, you had joined all the dating platforms, uh-huh. eHarmony, Match.com, Match.com, and Bumble. And you started going out on dates and you took safety precautions to make sure no one was going to murder you. <laughs> yes. Post-divorce, I decided that I was going to start dating. Mm-hmm. And it was like, kind of the mindset. How quickly did you go? Like your your divorce was June first, right? Uh huh. Your would be anniversary of ten years was June second, right? And then when did you go on your first date? I don't remember what the date was, but I mean it was relatively quick, and it it was like not, a month. I think it was a be- week. It was before that. It was oh within the week, and it wasn't. Let me be very clear. I was one hundred percent certain. That I was not going to replace years of love with somebody else with whatever I found when I first started dating. Right. I was going about it more along the mindset that I was hurt like anybody is when they come out of a divorce. I wanted to be heard. And I wanted to remind myself that... There are interesting people in the world. You can have really great conversations. And there's nothing wrong with meeting people. It was more an attempt to meet people Mm -hmm. and just remind myself that I was beautiful and interesting. And it was okay to be an adult still. But I also was... Like, okay, I'm not going to fall in love immediately. So So when you showed up at the date, though... Because you're also going through, like, intense grief, intense stage of just, I mean, completely starting over. So when you show up for a date, do you even, like, look happy? I mean, do you look yeah. like you're interested? Or... Yeah, because I was just going through, like I said, I was I, I chose to put it out there in the sense of I'm going through the motions I want to meet new people. So did you tell people that going in? Like, hey, I got divorced last week and let's go on a date. I don't, <laughs> no, I don't think I, I don't think I put it that way. I think, you know, when you, you have to kind of already have this mindset when you go into it of what am I going to put on my profile? How am I going to present myself? And here's the crazy thing. This is stuff that you don't think about when you are married, right? right? When you get married, you've I already done the dating. You've already done all the things. And I probably did not go on a date the first week. Yeah. I had been talking to an old friend. And I went and visited with the old friend. Where was the old friend from? He was from high school. It was somebody okay. that I knew. And so, you know, we, we, we talked and just enjoyed the company of each other. But it wasn't a romantic long-term prospect kind of thing it was just more of the like remembering how to have a conversation with somebody okay if you will and so kind of like a practice run it was a lot of practice runs and when you go (laughs) and you do these profiles because here's the funny thing all of your friends when you go through a divorce rally behind you and they are your biggest cheerleaders they're like you you know no matter what the circumstances are we could have just sneezed in the wrong direction and decided we hated each other and got divorced and my friends would have been like that horrible sob how dare he sneeze the wrong way you know your friends just do that they have that tendency to were all your friends like that all my friends were very supportive of me 
and very rah-rah about you're the greatest person ever. How could you so ever no one, go through this? No one was like, you should really mend things with this guy. No, not a single one of them. They all knew what we had done because you know enough about me on a personal level that my life's an open book. And all yeah, of my they friends all, they had all been, knew they'd what, gone through it all with us. They all knew what was actually happening. They did. And yeah. so when it was all said and done, they were like, you've got to go back out there. You've got to go out and have a good time. You should be enjoying life at this moment. You need to remember that you are amazing. Was it, Jeremy having a good time? No, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. His circumstances upon ending our marriage were very different. And he had a he had a really just different experience okay. walking away. So, and that's for him, you know. Just to, disappointed to, in himself, maybe. I think so. And just the reality of, wow, I screwed this up and I have to live with that kind of thing. Maybe, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I I don't want to dig too deep into that. But he he had his own series of things that he went through that were difficult. When he walked away from it, he had to actually deal with some real things. He did, yes. That were within himself that maybe you didn't have to deal with. And you got to kind of walk away from it in a different capacity I did I got to walk away with it in a different mental capacity right very much so yes so so you were like ready to Uh, just start I was ready to start healing internally yeah I was ready to start healing and I very much so believe that in life the connections with the people around you are the things that help to drive you to your next level of success I think mm-hmm. that when you go internal and you shut everybody out, you stop listening to other people's opinions. Right. You stop. And, and maybe that's not the case. Some people need that quiet time to reflect. I need quiet time, but I also need a connection. Mm-hmm. I am a very, I'm extroverted, but introverted. You know, you hear those people that are, that are both. I, I really need the connection with other people. I need the conversation. I need the validation or just the opinions. I like to hear other people's spins on life. I like to hear other perspectives, but then I withdraw for a while so that I can process. So at this point in time, I have gone through the things. I've done all the paperwork. I've met with the lawyers. I've had the really hard conversations with Thomas um, and to clarify again, mm-hmm. I have three children now, two are new bonus boys, as right. you would call them. And then right. while I was going through a divorce, I had one child of my own. He is now with considered your ex-husband. with my ex-husband yes. and he is our middle son now. Yes. Um, so because I'm now in a relationship and, and have been, and for have been two for two years, years yes. now. So, but anyway, so I had gone through all those really hard conversations and I had done a lot of really difficult emotional work right. of all the trauma of going through a divorce. Right. So here I am, newly divorced, and I was like, let's go out and do this. And my friends were the ones really rah-rahing me through this. They were like, heck yeah, you need to go out there. You need to right. meet new people. So when you do that, you have to build a profile and you have to figure out what you want to put on that profile. And most of the profiles, when you build them, they yeah. ask the question, are you never Maybe. married? Yeah. Are you separated? Are you divorced? And I think some of them even have like the category of like, it's complicated. Okay. First of all, don't go after the it's complicated people. That right. is a disaster. <laughs> right. 
But so I had on my profile that I was divorced. And when you start dating in middle age, you know, mid-30s, again, the conversations that you have when you start dating are very different from the conversations that you have when you're in your 20s. Were you, when you went to go on dates, were you dating a lot of men who had been divorced and had children? Yes. Okay. Yes. And so what's that like? Like seeing someone else knowing like, God only knows like what's going on with you. (laughs) So let's talk about the process of online dating to begin with. Yeah. It's like getting back in the old days, you know how you get the big Sears catalog at like Christmas time? Yes. It's like getting a Sears catalog on your phone of options from Mm -hmm. which you can pick Mm -hmm. and you read the descriptions, you find out what they have put on, and you know, you know when you're looking at this that half of it is complete and total trash. You know, it's not, it's either not real or it's exaggerated. Right. You know, no one is going to put their dirty details in their profile. And if they do, you just don't select them. But then secondly, there's something really bizarre that happens to men in their mid-30s. Very rarely do you ever find a picture of somebody who, like, fits your profile of what you're looking for to have a conversation. You even have the guys who are in their mid-30s posing in front of their mirrors, taking a selfie with their shirts off. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like... Gross. Oh my gosh, I know okay. those guys. Yes. Like seriously, yes. it's so it's just not anybody and let me let me put it out there. I had no interest in that kind of persona. Right. If right. the first thing you want to show me is your shirtless body, yeah, it's not gonna work. No, I'm like gross. No, I mean I, I you may be really attractive, but what kind of ego goes behind that? You know, like how about we put on some clothes and look like a gentleman, right? Mm-hmm. Or I was really Did put you have, off. like the balding guy. Yes, <laughs> there's this whole series. You realize really what your what your personal attractions. expectations and attractions are, and it is it was amazing to me how I could look at so many different pictures, and I was like, what happens to men? mid 30s where they stop trying <laughs> and that's so awful to say but you have the guys that have like the yellow teeth or they look like they've put on 40 pounds since high school you know right. or they don't the dad bod keep, it's but it's not even like yeah it's like the dad bod or the the I don't know the like fast food chain bod like <laughs> that's like bod. really <laughs> Like, dudes. Or, you know, they just... The other thing that really put me off is when... Or was when I would be looking and there would be men in pictures with their children. Oh, okay. That is... Yeah. That was an instant no for me. Yeah. Because I don't know Like, don't any... involve them in this yet. Like, no. that's not appropriate. It's yeah. inappropriate to put your children on a social media thing where you know other adults are going to be looking and they well, may not, not have the... social media. It's their I want to date you profile pic. Well, like... yeah. I mean, I just feel like you are... If you're not smart enough to protect your children... Right. From what might be seeing them. Right. Because you're in 
you're in the like but let's let's be honest you're in the sexual melting pot when you get into those dating sites because a lot of those people who go out they're just looking for a hookup that was not me let us be very clear right okay but you know that there are people out there who are only looking for their next best thing yes and your children should not be a part in any capacity of what that looks like. Right. If you can't figure out a way to have your friends snap a picture of you with today's day and age so that you look decent, then clean, you're too and you dumb don't have your children. To date. Yes, you're too dumb to be in part of my circle. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. so I jump in, right? And here's the worst part of all of this. When you are going through all of this, not only do you have the Sears catalog, but then you have all of these sites sending you what they think is a connection. Okay. So you have to figure out very quickly in how to turn off certain things. You have to really learn how to filter these sites so you're not getting 100 suggestions a day. Right. But then you also have the people who are trying to connect with you through the site. And I think that was one of the hardest things for me. Because I felt very exposed all of a sudden. Like, did you feel bad rejecting people? No, because I always did it respectfully. I, and I Were really... Were you just like, I'm sorry, you, you... got the dad fast food, but <laughs> and it's not happening no. for me. <laughs> no, I never gave back really any kind of criticism. The great thing about those sites is if you're not interested, you can really just hit, most of them have like a button that's like not interested or you just ignore it. So a lot of the times people are putting stuff out there, but they don't know. It's not like, hey, you got rejected again. That's not the message that they get. They just don't get a response. Right. So, you know, then once I, I felt really exposed. Right. Because I have all these random things coming out and at that point in time, you're already so raw, having just gone through a divorce. And I knew that I wanted to go out. So I was playing, I think I was trying to play both sides of the coin. I was trying to like mm-hmm. introduce myself to something new and exciting. But then on the flip side, I was also needing to pump the brakes a little bit because it was overwhelming. Was there anyone in particular that you went out with, with at first that you were like, really interested in and then the second time you saw them it was just like yes dang Mm -hmm. that sucks so I told you about my my dating process yes so I would get the invite and I would accept it but then I would screenshot a picture of the person yes and send the mess or send that to like two friends with the person's phone number and very detailed itinerary as to where I was going and when I should be home and there was I had a few dates that were just absolute disasters. But there was one guy that I went out with, and I can't remember his name, because we had a we had a really nice conversation. We Let's met at a chili. Something though, because that sounds like fun. Let's call him Can we call him like Javier? Let's call him Javier. Because there's a little bit of a intrigue, you know? So I met You're at, you met Javier at Chili's. I met Javier at Chili's. And we had a really nice conversation we just we talked about his ex we talked about what I had gone through we talked about his work you know we just it was just a a really pleasant conversation Mm -hmm. to the point where we started to do messaging exchanges back and forth like text messaging text messaging after that yeah we were just messaging each other back and forth you know how was your day what's going on 
And I think this may have gone on for like two or three days. It wasn't a long thing. Because here I am playing in the back of my mind every romance movie you've ever seen before. You know? Really? Like, yeah, like you just... You, like you've got Belle is like going in the back Yes, oh but you know, you kind of just hope that after all of this burnout <laughs> that you have some kind of connection with somebody that's magical. And I love the idea of questions. You know, what is your favorite color? Tell me more about you. I want, I want to get to know somebody deeper than just surface. And I know color is a surface conversation, but you know... What would be your favorite possible, like, fantasy trip somewhere in the world? And I don't mean fantasy in a sexual way. I mean fantasy, like, what would be the greatest trip you could ever take? What would be the greatest adventure? You know, those kinds of things. Yeah. The questions that you don't ask when you've been with somebody for a really long time. You know, it's the starting out stuff. And I made the mistake of asking him... And everyone who's going to hear this is going to be like, well, you set yourself up for it. But I did. Here I am thinking that I'm going to find a gentleman, someone who is going to oh, no. okay, so treat you- me like every, you know, the queen of the world and be very <laughs> graceful and kind and sweet to me and, and totally get in my head and know what I mean, which is a total fallacy of dating. But at this time, I'm hoping for that, right? Okay. So you've been watching Disney. Yes, I wanted a flipping Disney princess. It'd be the sleeping, Disney dream. I wanted the sleeping beauty. This guy is going to give me the kiss and we're going to be together forever. Not this particular guy, but anyway. I asked, what is your favorite part of a woman? And here I have Scent of a Woman, the movie, playing in my head. Oh my gosh. Okay, go ahead. His response, I kid you not, was, do you really want to know the answer? And I was like, well, sure. Again, no, like after that, you don't want to know the answer. No, I don't. I, but at this time, I'm like, surely he's not going to turn into. You're still in Disneyland. Yeah, I still want to be Meg Ryan in You've Got Got Mail or, you know, Aurora from Sleeping Beauty. And his response was the vagina. Oh my God. Like, legit spelled it out. Spelled it out. Didn't even try to sugarcoat the word. And I just said, you know what? I, and this is where I learned how to do a graceful rejection. Mm -hmm. Because there were a few people, post this guy even, who I would go out with and they would want to have another date and I wasn't feeling it. Mm -hmm. So I just said, you know what? I am, I really appreciate the time that you have shared with me, but I have just decided that I have just decided that I'm piecing out of this. That this is not the right thing for me. Oh, my god! And obviously, at this point in time, he was like, you asked. And I wanted to be like, you know, you're right, I did. I did. But I also... you can, like, there's levels. And you could have presented Javier, come on. Javier needed a filter. Javier needed some not only a filter, but maybe a 101. bleach wash is what I felt like I needed after that. I mean, I hadn't touched him. We hadn't kissed. I wasn't doing anything right. other than just conversing. Let me be very clear. But, yeah. like, I still felt like I needed, like, bleach for my eyes. You know, like, this is not what I'm looking for, surely. Come on, Javier. I have some machismo. My Javier turned out to be, like... He was not your Disney dream, for sure. No, he was kind of like Shrek after that, in my opinion, you know? Like, a bad version of Shrek. He was like bad Santa. Turned into bad Santa, okay. I went out with a guy one time, too, who 
discussed the Asian mafia with me at length. Really? Yeah. And how he had spent was a he portion. In the Asian mafia? He was not in it, okay. but he worked in a business that dabbled apparently yeah, in that. Yeah, let's piece out of that. I no. was like, mm, I'm pretty sure that with children involved, this is not in any capacity a direction I need to go but I wish you the best and just to be clear for my own safety I knew nothing other than the like cliff notes version of what Asian mafia might even be involved in you know like I didn't know anything about who or what I just knew that he kept saying that he on occasion he was he was speaking very cryptically Mm -hmm. and like he would have to make sure that when he would go home at night he How would weird be to really share careful. that on I'm, a first date. Right? That is right? so strange. Mm-hmm. Obviously. So I did not follow through I with that one at all. I wonder if he was like crying out for help. Like well, I might go home tonight and get murdered. So well, just so you I know, don't, just no, in case. I hope case. not, but it wasn't my job to fix that at that point in time, you know? Right. And he, he was also, he was Asian. <laughs> He's like, well, look, chick, you're not the one who needs to worry about dying here. It's me. No, right? <laughs> right? Well, and he was Asian, and he kept saying that he comes from an Asian family, and he wanted to know how I would handle discussing cultural differences with his parents on the first date. Huh. So I was like, well, that's a really... interesting." Mm-hmm. He kept talking about if we were to get married on the first date. I was like, you know, wow. I wish you the best. He you. was really handsome. He was really sweet. I think sweet. like if I went on a date like that, I would turn it into like a, hey dude, you know, I'm not interested. So let's go ahead and have dating 101 right here with me right now. <laughs> so we don't waste your time in the future. Let's, let's have a let's, coaching session. Yes. Coaching session right here, right now. You know, I, just, I did that to a guy once. Did you? I did. I did. And I got a really um, you know, upset email because I told him. I'm sure you did. Oh my gosh. Because I was like, I'm not interested and let me tell you why and let me tell you what you need to change what you need to do. (laughs) I told him I was like, you really need to be dating girls closer to your own age. Oh, wow. You know, but there's and, somebody um, out there for everyone. I, I really think, I think that there are But then are the people... joke is I married someone who's, you know, 15 and a half years older than me. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> the irony. And the, the last one I'll tell you about is I did go on a date with a guy who had such incredibly bad breath. Oh, gosh. That I, that was the only date in my entire life that I was texting under the table so that a friend would call me so I could get out of it. Wow. Like, we showed up at a different time. I got there first and sat across from the table. And he showed up and said hello. And it was that moment forward that I couldn't get out of it fast enough. Like, it's it was as if Did he, he was, had gargled. Was he not attractive either, or was he just... I don't even know. I don't remember. But, the like, it, it was his breath bad. was so bad, it was as if he had gargled with mothballs. Ew. Okay. So. That's fun. So that was my fun dating experience. I, I did not find my significant other through these dating sites. There so are people who have, but... How many months after your divorce did you meet... Your current, your now fiance. I, I think it was nine months after the divorce was final. Okay. 
And by that time, had you already experienced, well, you had, you'd experienced your first Christmas as Mm -hmm. divorced, your first, I mean, all your first really major holidays, because if you got divorced in June, Mm -hmm. did you meet him after Valentine's Day? I did. I met him in March. You met him in March. I met him in March. I, his, um, he went through a divorce and he had been separated and had been going through it for over two years. It was just a really long drawn out finalization. And I think he and I started dating like two weeks before his final papers were signed, but they had not been living together for two years. And so his was much more drawn out than yours was. It was. Okay. Yeah, but I met him um, in March, like nine months after my divorce was final, and I had I had actually had a boyfriend for like a month during that period of time, and then we split, and I I had gone out with a number of people just trying to have fun, but Thomas was never involved. Right. Thomas really didn't even know I was I was going out. I I reserved my time for dating on the nights that he was out with his dad. Mm-hmm. It always gave me a great reason to be back home in time because on the nights when he would be picked up by his dad and he would be brought home from dinner, I had to be home. So I I did really, you know, just like dinners or went out for a drink or two and then would always be home. And then the weekends that he was gone. And then when I found somebody that I spent a little more time with, again, Thomas was never involved. He didn't know about it, you know. Um, he knew one guy that I was dating. He knew I was dating, but he didn't interact with him. He didn't, he wasn't home when I got picked up or, you know, anything right. like that. He wasn't involved in that. That just wasn't necessary. So when you, at what point after you started dating Matt, did you realize this person's different? Probably like, with Matt legitimately within the first week or two. Yeah. There was just such a strong connection between the two of us. Yeah. I just, the first week that I knew him, I couldn't get enough conversation with him. And he seemed to be on the same wavelength that I was. You know, we were always like seeking each other out. enjoying yeah. each other's company. And we just, we had so many things in common. We made each other laugh. We were so attracted to one another. You know, Mm -hmm. I just think he's the cutest thing ever. The most handsome man. And you met him under a bathroom vent. (laughs) That's where we actually really connected. I met him. The poop fan. It was under the poop fan. But he was actually, (laughs) I had a friend who was moving into an apartment. I was trying to help her get it ready because she was going through a divorce herself. And we were painting and fixing everything up. And he happened to own this apartment. And she had given, or he had given her permission to fix it up. Okay. I spent most of my time fixing it up for her. I did a large majority of the work. And he kept always coming back to check on me to make sure everything was okay. And like, he, dude, why he are you held, coming back to check on me? So I know. And he, he would hold the paint bucket for me. Oh and the, the poo fan story was a few days into it. She had this bathroom that was, it, it was a really old building. It was mm-hmm. a beautiful old Fort Worth building. But the vent fan in the bathroom was equally old. And, I mean, it looked like a 1970s rest stop bathroom fan that had never been cleaned. It was so Ooh, gross. So and I, I went up to him and I said, I have a question for you. Can we please change this out? 
And he looked at me, he goes, I'll change it out for you, but you have met your quota. <laughs> like, that's not, it, girl. I'm not doing anything else for you. I mean, he had held paint cans for me. I'll hold your he paint can, but don't shared, ask me for many. <laughs> he had shared tools with me. And I, you know, he, he was intrigued by me because I love doing hands-on stuff. I'm a very handy person. I have all the tools. And when he showed up the first time, he was like, man, like he, he we do real estate investing together now. But then, you know, he showed up with a contractor to help with some of the stuff. And he looked at me, he was like, you have more tools than most of my contractors. And I was like, I know, thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) So I allowed Thomas to interact with him because my friend at the time also had a son who was Thomas's age. And Matt has his two boys and he happened to live in this apartment complex at the time. So the boys would come around. they were going through a divorce and they were Right. Yeah. And so he would bring his boys around and all of the boys would play while yeah. he was helping us. So it was more of a natural. It was more of a natural thing. And Thomas yeah. saw it more as, oh, I get to hang out with my friends. Right. Not mommy has a romantic interaction. Because we weren't interacting in front of the kids. Mm-hmm. We felt like that. That needed time. It needed space to grow organically, and we needed to let the boys. And they were all so young at be that point because to it. Yeah. they would have been what three, three, five, and six. Yeah, that's so young. Oh, it was so young. Okay, well, let's wrap it up for now. <clears throat> super fun, super fun dating. Oh my goodness! Here. Dating after divorce. <laughs> dating after divorce. That's probably what we will call this one. So, okay. I will we'll continue this again later. All right. All right. Thank you for tuning in to Candid Conversations with Robin, where we're going to talk about all the things and hopefully get straight to the point and dive in deep. I'm looking forward to it and hoping to bring y'all lots of real um, conversations that go deep and also have some fun. 